Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 135. As always, I'm in the booth with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, feeling like a five out of ten today, Regina. Feeling a little sick. Yeah. The weather's a little, I don't know if it's the... I don't think it's very ominous. It snowed. It was a nice morning. It's uh, My point, but being in New York right now, you would think that there's snow all over the place. We've been very lucky. So I can't really blame the weather. Yeah. But I am blaming the daycare center because I believe, as I grill you, (laughs) I believe that these little kids, they just get sick all the time with everything. And then, you know, they kind of just circulate it around. 100%. It's just an ongoing battle. And now that I'm feeling a little better... Of course, Dave shows up with a little little cough going. Yeah, it's all right. But I mean, if you still saw me on the bench press three fifteen for a little little light work, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Dave posts. He's like, didn't sleep all night, but uh, you know, box of donuts <laughs> three fifteen casually <laughs> multiple Listen, times. You you know what it is? Um, I but, missed two days. Pretty. pretty oh, uh, somebody actually told me. So we have a uh, a loyal listener out in Florida. His name is Jovan. Jovan came to Level Fitness to work out because he was in New York. That was a guy this morning. Yes, my man hit you up. And said, I'm in the, the area. Correct. Where where was he? So he is a nephew of a good friend, but he lives in Florida. So he was yeah. like, yo, you think like, you know, when I'm in New York, I could catch a workout. Weird. I never got that text. <laughs> but he told me, he said, listen, tell Mike he doesn't know me, but I said hello. Oh. Well, he said he said he knows you for sure. I'm uh, a little insulted that he didn't text <laughs> me to come work out in my basement. It's very funny. So the we kids were, scare you away. We were hanging out. He was, he was around. And... um. He said, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, he's like, I listen to you all the time and I feel like I know you, yep, <laughs> you know, yep. um, but very, very interesting stuff. But no, hardworking kid, man. He uh, he got it into that. Adam doing pushies in the in the sauna. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was good. We should charge him for it now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll send you the bill later. What do you charge per hour? Like when you were training? Uh, it depends. Depends. Let's on the put client. it out there. We're talking about so, making a little cash. What would you charge an hour if someone well, wanted to train? Now is much different, but at the time, I've route. gone as low at the time. I went as low as twenty five dollars a session. Oh, too cheap. And for I was you. as high as one hundred and fifty dollars a session. I think. Right? So get now, those oh out. no, no, now I'd be between a hundred and probably two hundred dollars an hour. I'm probably charging a thousand hour to work out with me <laughs> to, to walk around. The, the sheer like intel you're going to get out of me. Well. Absolutely, and especially if you're showing somebody how to properly walk on a treadmill. Oh, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable! That, especially that with is, a slight toe in that the indent. Is value, Miguel. That I'm really... telling you, I think walking is the key to life. <laughs> keeps me keeps me calm. Goes for you go for a stroll. You see the neighborhood. Yeah. You see some properties. All right, listen. Talk Since you've stole Lynn, I guess stolen. Oh, I thought it was two words. Ambrosio. I was like, I'm like, who's Ambrosio? Lynn? And you've become the poster boy here. Yeah, how does that feel, by the way? I mean, it's so ask funny. You. I had oh, I one good run for a little bit, and bother. it was just I'm enough. happy for you. I was the one, if you remember, I was trying to convince you to work with him. Uh, and you were and, like, no, I feel uh, like I'm cheating. Remember, CB? I feel like I'm cheating if I hire this big brolic trainer. Everyone was, yeah. Everyone was trying to convince me. You I, mainly, I said don't do it, too. Right. Because he was trying to convince me not to. Because no. I was cheating. And now no, it's not cheating. And you won. No. But if. I, if I'm drinking black coffee to win and like throwing up on vacation just to hit the goal, 
sorry, AC. I, I shouldn't repeat that. I know you're trying to keep it very light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't do extreme things, <laughs> yeah. but the they, best the text for me and him when he was like, "You shouldn't do that." I'm like, "CV, I'm or AC, I'm doing it." <laughs> so like, he's like, "Just don't post about." It. I'm like, "I have to." Dana told me a story. I guess you were on vacation or something. Um, oh yeah. And I guess you wanted a drink, but you were like, "All right, well, I want a tequila, so I'll take a shot of tequila and just not eat." Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't see that in the promotion for AC. Okay, I didn't so, see this. A downfall of mine in general when I used to die real hard is I used to still drink like I was like forty pounds heavier, right? And it, I would just get obliterated, Stuff. and it was not great. So it. I did that. Um, and Daryl, my guy Daryl, is that um, Daddy Pumps? Daddy Pumps, Big Daddy Pumps. He is the best. Get he he hypes you up like we hype each other up yep. when we go. Out. He hypes you up in your darkest of days. And that night was dark, and I he loves it. He's like, "When are we going to LBI again? I got to do another night." I like gotta that. come. Can I come on a family? One hundred percent. You're always welcome. All right, you good. Can, actually came on a couple now. Yes, yes. Didn't we meet up either we, somewhere? Jersey, I think. Uh, Jersey AC, we did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. It was literally you and all the cousins. Yes, yes. and me. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I got in the car, member. and I'm like, "Hi guys, I'm here." Yeah, and we're like, "Where is everyone?" It's just Dave <laughs> and the cousins. So. Is, is that when he got lost? When the GPS didn't work, or is that a different story? That was a different story, but similar, similar week, same weekend. Um, oh, but but yeah, long story short, yeah, you know, uh, I'm trying to be a little more modest these days and mellow and patient with results. Mm, sounds like a good topic for the day. And Patience. AC did switch up my workouts, so they're less long and there's more flexibility. He called so you're doing me stretching workouts. I know, I know. Sometimes you're not supposed to give him input when no one asks, but he ha- he didn't ask, but I gave him input. <laughs> he said he was open, and I was like, if you're open, I'm going to hit you with it. Um, I don't even know if he announced it yet, but I was throwing some names out at him. And uh, I'm not sure he loved them. He gave me the, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And then he, like, we hung up. But long story short, it's a more flexible plan where, yeah. like, if you have two bad days, I can still make it up because that's what I was doing. Yeah. So, like, when I would have a rest day, I would literally would be like, all right, I missed Tuesday because Tuesday is best. So I'm just going to do Tuesday's workout. Yeah. Yes, you're a little more sore. It's not ideal. But now in this new way he did it, it's by body part, like push-pull day type thing, yep. combos. Right. So there's more flexibility. Good, good. So. Um, so Dave I know doesn't give a shit. No, but. I do, I do, I do, and I'm happy for you. Um, He's about to charge you two hundred dollars for his next that, that consultation. Yeah. <laughs> we have to put Super Bowl predictions in the books. I know by the time this comes out, it's going to be. Over. I don't give up. No, I'm just kidding. But so I was rocking with the 49ers. They're out. They yeah. got hammered. Why are you rocking with the 49ers? Well, just because Sporting a friend. M- more Mark. Mark yeah. is a big. I'm Niners easily guy. influenced too. And Philly, I didn't want Philly to do. You know. Oh yeah, they killed us. So that. I was like, eh. So you got 49ers and you got the Chiefs, right? Patty Mahomes. What? 49ers got knocked out, no? I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Chiefs. Philly and... Um, the Eagles. And Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. So you got Patty Mahomes, who I believe is going to secure the MVP. Okay. Right? Yeah. Just of the league. I think he was doing that regardless. But I am going Eagles. 33. As a Giant fan, this is bad. It is I bad. Know, this really is bad. <laughs> To the Chiefs, 24. Okay. So I threw it out there good first. Good guess. Good guess. So I want to pass. And I know by the time this comes out, the Super Bowl's already over. Yeah. People are going to be like, you idiot. <laughs> Chiefs won by 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit my response after yeah, the Super right? Bowl. <laughs> Mikey, what do you got? I think Mahomes gets hurt. Whoa. Because um, he's already hurt. And I know ankles are tricky. Yeah, yeah, he's a mobile he's, quarterback. That's he's a bad playing. one, too. The high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's bad. You don't come back from this. Listen, Mike's I did got a, bad I ankles. I did it on a golf. I did he's it on an a, expert. He must have bad calves. <laughs> I did it on a golf course once. You ever hear that story? What? I, I shanked the ball, and I was running to go so get it. Ankle? No, I shanked it, was running to go get it. I jumped into a pothole, rolled my ankle. 
couldn't walk for like a week. Oh, boy. When I, it was, was a long time ago. Oh. Um, still get a little pain every once in a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be a big factor. It was already a factor in the yes, game. It was. The game I thought was close than it needed to be. Was with it the Bengals? Did you just see that dude like running at the end? Like yes. his ankle was nothing. That that is insane. It's going to catch up. He is. You know a, how, no, he, he, he keeps pushing right. back. He's a competitor, but might his be, magic might be under promising. I think his ma- his magic is diminished a little bit because of the ankle. Would you agree? Yeah, but he might he might be a little foo foo on this injury. I don't I'm going to say I mean, I'm going to say it's very underwhelming performance by the Chiefs. They get pumped. Pumped. And it's like 28 to 7 is the Eagles. Game. Yeah. Okay. So we got two Eagles. And, and keyword pumped. pumped. So if they don't get pumped, my rea- my <laughs> description is not correct. Gotcha. So I am going to be a true Giants fan, and I will definitely not say the Eagles. So I will go Chiefs. And I like high scoring games. So I'm going to say <laughs> it's going to be like a, you know, I don't know. I'm going to throw random numbers like a 38. 22. I like your 22. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I think both are incorrect. I've watched not a lot of football this year, so this just guess. I yeah. think. Well, no, in all seriousness, you're almost the better Eagles, off. The Eagles are serious. This is, this is fun. The Eagles are just yes, tough. They are I haven't watched any of their games. They're just like they're, a cult. They're good, huh? They are they're, they're literally like a cult. And when they start singing, fly. <laughs> I'm like, damn, bro, relax. No wonder why you pummel everybody. It's a terrible yeah, chant. Yeah. I don't it's know. horrible. I, mean, I don't want to offend anyone in Philly. Right. Like, I know we have a lot of Philly listeners. Terrible. Fly Eagles fly. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> right? Yeah, they're pretty soft. I don't know. Well, Eagles yeah. do fly, don't they? Yeah, yeah but they the, what kind of chant is that? Fly Eagles fly. Like, <laughs> well, what? they're not gonna run. It's not that ah, impressive to fly. It's not like um, the fish climbing up the trees. So, <laughs> the the uh, Chiefs have like, oh, yeah, pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. That's intimidating. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like to always put that. You know on, what I was thinking record. about through football? I've I think I have a lot of undocumented concussions. Probably. Um. More than I actually thought. I think any athlete that's in a contact sport has a ton of those. Mike was just on the know. bowling team in, in high school. Wish, I mean, I'm a terrible bowler. I wish. I was on the bocce team. Dude played cricket in bocce. Literally eight cricket. 8-0, oh, me and Phil Catalano, captains. 8-0. Oh, He's we did not play joking. A, we did play See? a deli, so that doesn't count, I guess, in the FCAC. But. And then he was, you, weren't you MVP of that kickball team, too? What kickball team? And wiffle ball you played? No, we did play. We used to play kickball there was on no Thanksgiving. Sports. And I have to say, I was kicking home runs left and right. <laughs> and like, I'm not athletic. I just overperform in situations. Uh, I've said it to Frank all the time. Like, I, we've had a couple uh, games where I get hot. Yes. I'm like J.R. Smith. <laughs> R.J. Smith. I'll give, I know. I'll give you 50. Yeah. Or Some zero. days I'll give you like six threes in a row, and then I'll go cold. Yes. <laughs> but keep shooting, baby. Keep shooting. But I, I, I like to keep people on their toes, so that works. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, a good chance. Can we do quick speaking, fence speaking talk? On toes. Oh, oh, go ahead. Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, I have to say, sorry, coughing the mic. Um, in building my fence, now- I have this different lens to life. Now I'm looking at things. I'm like, how'd they build this? It's actually kind of fun. <laughs> how they build this? Uh, a lot of things you'll just walk past. And now I'm really, really appreciating the little things and taking my time to kind of observe and be like, oh, it's built well. Like, I wonder who built this. And it just wow. adds to all this. There's a whole new world that I kind of put my blinders on to. And now that I'm opening up, I'm realizing how broad it is yes. and how much I have to learn. It's been fun. I, I thought of you, actually. Stevie's fence is incredible. If we can get... David on board with this, this trend. Oh my! Well, I think this the show will finally have but, but, reached its. But I have no snooze connection here. That I think to your point, we might get Dave on board. Okay, I was talking uh, recently, and someone was like, "Why are you, like doing that? Because like you're so efficient, you want to do all this efficiency, you talk all this nonsense on the other side of the spectrum." And in my head, I'm like, you know what? 
I put these limitations on myself, which you've talked about. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to put a limitation in anything and think anything's <laughs> possible and try to really prove that to myself, mm -hmm. then like, yes, it's not earth shattering to build a fence. But for no, me, it good. is. I Absolutely. mean, if if I said it to any of my friends, they would laugh. They're like, wait, you I think a fence? anything that you're able to build yourself gives you Confidence. not only satisfaction, but confidence, probably sense well. of pride too. Building a well in pride, and it yeah. gives you also, I think, looking forward, and I guess that is confidence, is the ability to know that no matter what challenge or obstacle is coming your way, that you can solve out of it. I yeah. think that's probably yeah. the biggest. Not that it's a fence; it's a yeah, fence, right. you know, whatever. And, and I don't do much that's very tangible anymore, so I think that's why I like to lift, is I like to do something a little more with my hands, yep. because it like. Real estate's a lot of phone calls. You're not like lifting and moving things. Like it's very hands off, you know, soft. Yeah. If you will. Um so it's no, been fun. I, listen, I support you guys. You know that. My dad's the same way. My man has has literally built uh he took open plan uh open floor plan in a basement. Yeah. And made three bedrooms in our old house, a yeah. bathroom down there. He does yeah. plumbing, electrical, all that stuff. More power to you. Let me tell you, my next level though to this. Yeah, what's your next level? Callie has been she she really supports me with this. So my father bought her this big Gabby's dollhouse for Christmas. Okay. Probably came in a box the size of uh, this husky tool shed that CV's got, which it's is a nice pretty tool large, box, by the way. I mean, it's pretty large. I, I don't know that's, how this how could you possibly legit. have that many tools that you fit in there. It's, it's anyway, um, I have three of them. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's probably that big, but I look at it Wait, and it's many, like, how many donuts do you need to go to the gym? How many donuts? Yeah, all the donuts. Exactly. Yeah, all the donuts. That's my point. I hear you. I hear you. So I'm looking at this thing. And it's like, you know, over 300 pieces. Uh, uh, what, what was the verbiage that said uh, tools needed? Some, some assembly. Assembly, assembly not included. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, Callie, Uncle Maddie's going to come over and build this for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get her on the phone. Uncle Maddie. <laughs> Uncle hey, Maddie. So sure enough, Uncle Maddie came and built this thing nice. because I was not even opening it. Yeah. Wait, your yeah. brother is handy too? Yeah. You Listen, don't enjoy that? You don't enjoy you? nice I can't. So it's not, that I'm, it's not that I'm not handy. I don't have the. It's get handy I don't have as much. It's not for me. I don't know. I don't You're have as much experience, but I don't like sitting there reading the directions, doing it. Like it's just not. It's not fun. Well, I'm not gonna lie. At the time, it. most guys don't read directions. Oh, well, I know. So, I don't. I enjoy it. No. So my dad was actually impressed. I forget what I did. Oh, I built the the. Sh um, Brother Bill and I, the uh, the gazebo at my house. I talked to Bill. It sounds like you didn't build much. I of did it. a lot it of like delegating. I brought the Bud Lights out to him, you <laughs> yeah, know. But yeah. but I read the directions. Well, remember I, when I we first came? You were like, "Yeah, me and Brother Bill built it." And he kind of laughed. He was like, "I well, took pictures. I, He's on the ladder. Yeah, yeah he was doing it all. He's doing everything." Because you bought the cement, good, the quick crete, if you will, to support the post there and you go. potting. Which is a, it's a cop out. I should have dug a hole 42 inches We're in horrible. and dumped below the frost line. Um, <laughs> you, like the, you like those terms I just threw It's pretty good. Um, I took one of CV's recommendations and also a shout out to uh, Jose Glenn Rodriguez, my Manhattanville college roommate, because he texts me and he's like, listen, have you seen Limitless? I said, well, I haven't, but my boy CV was telling me about it. So I have to watch it now because you're both kind of telling me. So limitless is basically a what? Six part series with Chris Hemsworth. And he's, um, basically striving for longevity. longevity. Um, stress reduction is episode one. Is it a docu series? Um, it's, it is. Oh. Yes. And it follows him for a year as he's on his quest to sustain a better lifestyle. Amen. Right. So he, um, <laughs> My my Joel talk. Um, so he he does like all these incredible 
you know, challenges. And there's six of them that they they put out in this documentary. Um, but it is something that everybody should go and check out because not only is he, I must say, ripped. He is he cute. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's Thor. He Thor, literally, right? yeah, yeah. he's good. But he, he he's done a lot of different. Oh, you think roles. people Wait, feel this way you, about um, me and you? <laughs> No, no? <laughs> did you watch the episode? Oh. But he has to do that one challenge, and he's also like um, working out to for the next Thor movie. Yes, yes. And I think it's like climbing a rope. Yes, which, climbing the ropes. The ropes. Are, are these uh, self-imposed and, challenges? No, it's Doctor Doctor. Uh, the Doctor goes with him on the journey, but, but and yeah. monitors all of his levels as he's doing these things, and then she gives him tools to utilize, not physical tools, but like mental tools, <laughs> and literally. It's as big. So one one of the things in the beginning, they tie him up, they throw him in the pool to do like the Navy SEAL stuff. Yeah. Right. So where you have to control your breathing. You, you this go to down. prepare for movies. though. No, 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 no. no. This, this is, is stress. This is just stress. It's, it's life. It's Literally. Life do you know what the advice this doctor gave him? I'm, I'm you know, Hold make, your breath. making a joke. I'm making a joke here, but it's kind of true. Cor- to correct me if I'm wrong. She's like, reinforce yourself with positive thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. Like and my man is like, I can do this. Shit's going down. Do you can't do this <laughs> in front front. of your body or like, behind yes. your body. In front of you. Yes, in front so you, of you. You can like feet um, bound. You can squirm and like kind of like move. But it shows but you. No. My point in saying that at that base level is it shows you that to really even do. We talk about it on a, a micro level, right? And fighting through your regular challenges of life, and you know, giving yourself positive self talk and little tools that you can utilize to better yourself. This dude takes it to the ultimate max. And it's still the same things that everybody talks about. By so the, it has I, to be true. That's 100% accurate. Right? You know, a fun fact about this show. So through this show, through the doctors and all the tests that he was getting done, just preparing for the show, yep. he found or they found in him a DNA strand in his in himself that was, I guess, um, oh. linked to Alzheimer's. Right. And that's where a lot of like, it took a lot of shift wow. in, in the way he was going approaching this whole thing, mm. which is kind of wild to even be able to die, not diagnose, but know that it's in you, that strand right. is in you, so that you can kind of hopefully. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'd like to build on this, and I want. I'm looking forward to watching the show because I like. Sure. I actually prefer more of a docu series than a show. You know, there's um, a season two coming out. It's going to be oh, the Dave it? Regina story. Yeah, it's going to be very similar. To <laughs> well, they stole our whole idea. <laughs> We're literally. Great. This I mean, should be the No Snoo. The show. No Snoo show. Exactly. That's the name of our <laughs> No Snoo show. Docu. Uh, shop. Uh, so. Uh, we're talking ghosts and whatnot. I know Stevie doesn't like this. <laughs> so we saw one in the past, Dana and I, at the same time. So for whatever reason, I've gotten hooked. I I, I keep a guilty pleasure, a couple, right? I, I try to stick to one that I get obsessed with for a little bit. Yep. You know, at one point it was Big Boy in California, you know, <laughs> cartel, big cartel gang, whatever yep. the name it is. Now it is Sam and Colby, a ghost hunting show, which it's like their probably target base is probably like 15 to 22. Like it's definitely a little, right in. little in, immature, but they do a pretty good job of doing like the ghost hunting show reimagined for YouTube. And th- in one of them, they were talking about numerology. Do you know what numerology is? No. Some with numbers. The study with numbers, numbers? right? The study of numbers. I think so. And basically you take your birthday and then it gives you a score of your, your numerology. And they think based on your birthday, it's like all well, that other stuff that some of your character traits are uh, predetermined. One of the things is that Michael Jordan and Kobe are both called master number, which is 11, 22, or 33. So when you add all your digits up, if it adds one, if it, if it adds to 11, 22, or 33, you're a master number, you don't reduce it anymore. But if it doesn't add up to one of those numbers, you keep reducing it down to one digit. Are you guys following? Yeah. No, so 1026, do that. What's that? 
but so you're it's all 36. It's 10, 26, 19, and then 89. 89. Yeah, all, but the all whole, you add digits. So 1989. So how do you add that? Up? So you do what Hold was on, the first one? What was the first one? 10. 10. So that's one. Just reduce it down. 26. Right? One. 26. That's eight. What was the next one? 1989. 28. Right. 19. 9999. 199 is 10. 19. 8 is 27. So 2 plus 7 is 9. So you're. You like that? No, I'm. You're so 1, 8, and 9. Okay. Okay. So 1 plus 8 plus 9 is what? That's uh, 18, 18. And then 18. So you're a 9. Okay. So <laughs> whatever so the new, I don't know what a See, nine you're is. following them? Yeah, there's a, right, there's yeah, a reason. When I listen back, I'll be able to so get it. So I don't know. <laughs> right now, I don't know. Oh, but I want to go where this goes. So we got one nine. Number. Okay. So we got nine. Okay. So do you know what you are? So nine is that. a, spe- I don't know. We got to look it up. Numerology. We'll do that. So each number has a specific meaning to it? Yes. But the, the oh, whole, so you don't know the, like, do you believe more? Well, the reason, the reason I'm saying this is someone posted that Kobe and Jordan were both 11s mm-hmm. and LeBron isn't the greatest because he doesn't have the master killer instinct of an 11. Because okay. apparently 11 is called the master number. You're destined to be innovative, competitive, all that stuff. Do you know what yours Guess is? Guess what your boy's your number is. 11. 11? That's fire. Can you do mine really quick? But I don't know if I believe it. Right, like, right, right. You know, I'm that's like, good. That's awesome. I'm not dunking. What about like? But what about like? I'm not jumping from the free throw line. What about like Steve Jobs and stuff? Are those guys? You got to add know. up their birthdays. You got to look it up. But I do think that's very cool. I something there's something with numbers. You know, I definitely believe in something. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of opened my mind a little more lately, and just to like what is possible. Yep. And, um, it's it's. My thought is, if we're if we're on this crazy journey, everyone, then it's not that outlandish that there's other stuff in the works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So look at CV doing a little math there. Yeah, he is. CV's a lefty, I, huh? I am. I'm trying to figure this out. Oh, oh, 11. oh little nitro. Well, so Side I'm note. sipping. I'm sipping on uh, Rise. Yeah. Right. Say it right, brewing, baby. Brewing company. Rise Brewing. This is uh, tell them Mike sent you. Uh, right here. My guy, Jared McGovern, invite us over. He's been following. Jared, what is it? Jared McGovern. Jared McGovern. Run for Prezi, baby. That's Jared McGovern name. 2024, baby. <laughs> great dude. There we go. Let me get a live sip. He had us over for a little tour. Gave me some gave me some merch. Mm. Salted um, caramel, nitro cold brew coffee, dairy-free oat milk. How many Miggies are in this thing? 90 Miggies of caffeine. Um, 829-1980. So eight? 29. Yeah. 29, 29 is 11, 11 and 1980 I think is 9. 1980 is 1 9 is 10 1 9 then plus 18. 8 so 10 plus, it's 18. I can't yeah. wait to listen so back. So total number is 28. So your number is 28? The total number. So reduce down to 10 which reduces down to 1. So wait, wait, how did you reduce down to 10? <laughs> no, it's not bad. 1 and 9 is not bad. It's just different. No, no, no. no, no. How, how do you how get in there? How did you get from 28 to 10? Cuz 2 Cause plus you, 8 is 10. Oh, You're trying to get to one digit unless it hits 11, 22, or 33. Gotcha. So I'm a one? So you guys aren't the chosen ones. The chosen ones. But I so wait, I'm a one? Yeah, I don't know what it is in numerology, but we read Dana's and but it was wait, somewhat close. You're an 11? I'm an 11. I did the math. Wait, why is an 11 time. not two? Be- because if it lands on 11, all your numbers, then you, you're supposed to not reduce it down because it's a master number. Yeah, I don't master. know. I don't make the rules. No, I'm I know. I'm trying, I'm chosen, to, I'm trying to understand. Mm-hmm. I like this. But, but part of me thinks that every once in a while when your confidence is hit, you just got to find some goofy yep. numerology thing to kind of boost your confidence. A yes. little. One, what does a one mean? Uh, none one of it's heart? bad. It's just you're more predisposed. It's like being a Cancer, a Pisces, whatever the hell they are. Taurus. What are you? Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio's toxic. Even. Isn't that a term? <laughs> Scorpio season. Scorpio season. <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, I, you know who knows? Yeah, let's talk. All right, let's. Uh, 
what was there? Oh, you know what? You and I were saying uh, upstairs though about the the girls and how they they just been catching on to things and their their intelligence level is just through the roof right now. I mean, they're two and a half years old. They're out negotiating. Right? Yeah, yeah. So just in that, there was one specific example of this that I was like, I cannot believe that Callie is this uh, witty right now. So we were at the bottom of a staircase and she turns around and tries to walk up backwards. I'm like, great. And you're doing what Uncle Mike does, Mike, when he comes downstairs. <laughs> Work on those you know, He does the reverse. Yeah, he does the reverse. So I'm like, Callie, turn around, walk up the stairs. Why? Oh my God. Callie, it's not safe to walk backwards up the staircase. Turn good around. good for her knees, though. Why? Because it's not safe, now turn around. She goes, if you're angry and you know it, clap your hands. And I was like, wow. Okay. And I just did burst you clap out laughing. Hands? Yeah, I know, uh-huh. but I burst out laughing. But I, I was like, how did she sense? And then, underst- so she felt that I was angry. That's pretty easy. But then to articulate it into a song that she knows, but throwing a jab at me, <laughs> right? Like, it was crazy for a two-year-old. I was like, wow, man. All right. It's, it's almost crazy. like. Isn't walking backwards good, though? It's healthy. Not healthy, but like it's good for your muscles. You don't use, good know. knees over toes guy. That guy, well, no, you he loves use, walking backwards. You don't use those muscles all the time. So, Amen. you know, when you I'm train, always moving forward. Aren't so you the, can I get $200 worth of value right now? Aren't you supposed to not talk <laughs> when you talk fitness? Yeah, my daughter's going to listen to this and be like, you see? Uh, and the camera's on you. You know what I'm realizing is I almost think of it as like they're talking trash now. And you just gotta outwit them. Like you can't play into their game. You gotta make them play your game. Yes. So like I, I don't. I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, but like you're gonna the, raise a sarcastic kid that way. No, like this morning I was making eggs and Libby took a full egg and was like, I want to make eggs and she has a little fake kitchen. So instead of like fighting it, I'm like, I'm gonna kind of go with it just so it's not a big yes. Like you gotta put your foot down for some things, but if you can kind of adapt and do it within reason. And she's being pretty smart. She's going to the kitchen. I'm trying to encourage her, like, being excited about cooking. She Hopefully you cook. had some hard-boiled eggs on deck. We did no, not. this was wrong. This was badly planned, but the, to your point, maybe I should do that in the future. Just have a couple just in case. Yeah, because yeah. then I'm like, oh, you're so outsmarting him in that sense. But, like, I brought it to her turf, and then she, like, I'm like, all right, well, we got to bake this egg because you don't want to crack it because... You know, your pan's not big enough, this and that. And she goes on to my shit. She's like, it's definitely big enough. Like, she looked at it, looked at me. <laughs> and she was like adding it up. And she's like, I think it'll fit. So I was doing something else, probably finishing cooking. I come back and she's cracked the egg in the actual pan. Yeah. So I don't want to be like, you can't do that because that's she's the doing correct. it right. Exactly. Right. And you don't want to be like. But, then but I told her. I got said, a little bit of a mess. I said, Liv, it's pretend, remember? Right. So you can't eat that. Right, because she kind of like was faking it, and she was looking at me yeah. while doing it. I'm like, "Oh, well, like, give it, give it to the babies," because I'm like, "Well, if you're gonna pour eggs, yeah, out, pour, pour it, it on the babies." And in my head, I'm like, if "Dana comes down at any point in this, I'm in trouble." <laughs> question, right? question about the babies. Yeah, how many babies do you think you got in this house? Thirteen right at least. At least, right? Thirteen. Numerology, <laughs> unlucky number. These babies I'm you. and spirits. Babies. Get what, what do they possess typically? Little girl dolls all the time, right? Any scary thing you've seen? There's a baby doll. We have so many. Yeah, but Callie took a uh, mascara all over them. Yep, all over the JJs, yep. and I I name them all. Livy's a little klepto though. She steals babies from she people's houses. Oh, she boy. probably took one from your house. You don't even know. You see, now I got to talk to you real quick. But CV, let them know where you get this protein at. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, 
My Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the Epi. All right, so ironic that today on Epi 135, we're gonna talk about the concept of developing patience and the importance of it. And I say it's ironic because I'll speak for myself here. I don't wanna speak for these guys. I, uh, I'm a very impatient person, right? But I have learned in business, as a father, um, in my relationships at, at work, especially, you know, patience really is the way. I think patience has become become the mindset, um, become a mindset for me, um, and really learning how to how to navigate through situations with a a more open mind, right? But at a very base level, what is patience? What would you say is patience, Michael? Because yeah. Um- it's control. Don't think, I, I, don't think too hard. It's the ability to wait. I mean, like, don't think on. too hard. No, I, I was to gonna say like controlling your emotion. Yes, it's but I'm saying like, I, I think more. <laughs> yeah, right. I think more that of. That was exactly uh, what I was doing. I think Very more. Good CV. Very good, CV. My hat's, my hat's pretty crooked. <laughs> Very good. I was thinking more out of like running out of patience. Right. Okay. No, no, but I'm, I'm saying just at a base level, right? It's the the ability to wait, um, and then I think it's it becomes the ability for me to wait for something that you really want and need in a moment deferred gratification right and then level three would be waiting for that specific thing without showing visible frustration or irritation that makes you kind of act out yeah does that make sense yep now i pass it over to you for patience what (laughs) what kind of transition is that uh no i i the main thing when you even said the topic my thought is like the patience with Livy with Juliana, yes. lack of sleep, clients, Dana, my own uh, mind of getting impatient because I want to rush and get something done because I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it mm-hmm. um, versus being a little more light and not taking things as serious. I'm not saying you can't do a great job in all the, the areas, but putting the added pressure and anxiety of being anxious to do something. Versus just trusting and having faith that you'll get it done. Yes. And being a little more flexible has really been a big shift I've had to undertake in the last, you know, two, three years since the kids have came. That's good. Because it's, uh, you're thrown off of your schedule and little hacks, right? So I tend to lose patience, which I've been like, I want to work on a lot more, is when I have morning appointments and no one's moving at the pace I want mm. so I can get organized so i can decompress before my appointments when i'm high stress leading into the day we've talked about you just start off on the wrong foot and sometimes when i try to will that my patience gets very short and i snap yes and the stoics say nothing good comes from losing your temper Mm -hmm. very and i i patience for me has been a struggle and a i think a achilles heel in literally everything I've ever done. And although I think I'm kind of a black belt when it comes to long-term patience, the long game, day-to-day, I'm probably a white belt. I have no idea how those rank. Beautiful, no, beautiful, beautiful transition for for me in terms of day-to-day because there's basically three types of uh, 
patience or yeah. impatience, right? Yeah. You have your day-to-day circumstances. Yeah. That could be your your traffic. Uh, lady at the supermarket is moving real slow. There's Always what, happens. I throw apples at them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like there's it. A, you did, yeah, I throw apples at them whenever I see no, one of them. There's, a, there's long lines. Um, you know, that, so that, that's the first one is day-to-day. Then there's the one that Mike is referring to even, even just as a father. That's called interpersonal relationships, right? Our interpersonal relationships at work. Could be a spouse, could be boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, whatever it is. And then the third one is bigger picture impatience, which you're saying you're very good at, which I will attest to, um, where most people, they look at the big picture of things. Working out is a very good one, right? You take somebody who's obese or overweight, and once they start thinking about down the line, they end up quitting because they're too impatient and they can't wait you know, to get the results. Yeah. Um, I ask myself a question. I say, when am I most impatient, right? You were vulnerable enough to say, so I will say as well. I, have more I think that it's in my relationships yeah. as well. And I, f- I don't know why, but I'm sure most would agree for whatever reason, the people who I'm closest to experience the most impatient me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Think I'm, about that. I, you know what I thought about when we got lost? If and you're I, like, Mike, where are we going? I'm like, dude, I, I'm following the GPS. Yeah, but if I don't know you, or if I'm just getting to know you, my patience level is through the roof. Yeah. It really is. You have no expectations. Right. But for whatever reason, I'm very weak when it comes to my closest people to me, and I show a lot of impatience, and I've noticed that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the, is that, is that the same for, for you two specifically or no? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm least patient with my family and yeah, hundred percent. Right. Where does impatience come from? And I, yes, to say, the I word? think I agree with you. No, another word. Oh. Like, how do you develop? Cause there's people out there mm-hmm. that have, are super patient. I think yep. you judge. And then there's other people that are super impatient right. and then there's everything in between. And um, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. So I'm like that yep. too. I get impatient too with the people close to me, but I also get very impatient with people. There's things that I'm patient for, which you would be like traffic on the road doesn't bother me. Me too. Somebody on the what if you're trying uh, to get somewhere though? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I get antsy late. about it, but I'm not right. frustrated at the person. Yeah, yeah, just like what a, as I'm much. And you know, does that happen sometimes? Yeah, right. but, um, but where does that come from? Where right. Does that so trait, how do you cultivate? So that? to answer that question, I mean, I, I look at it as triggers. Right. Like what triggers my I can't speak on any for anybody's, but what triggers my impatience for sure is when I begin to feel defensive. Right. When people when I feel that people are coming at me, I get very impatient Mm -hmm. when I get angry. I get extremely impatient Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, put out all my bad stuff out here. But but I think it's. I think it comes down to this. And when I want, I'm getting better with it, but when I really want to sit down and articulate my thoughts and how I'm feeling in the moment, I used to believe that that was me being weak. So I didn't do that. And instead, I acted out of impatience. And then I say and do things that I don't mean and I later regret. So for me, that's where it comes from. It's triggers that I've identified and have now been able to work on. That one with the being able to articulate my my feelings, a lot of men in general, we think it's corny, right? It's just corny to talk about your feelings. If I never went to therapy six years ago when I first started this, 
I would never be at the level that I'm at today. And I'm still extremely impatient, as you can tell. But I have no problem. And I think you both can attest to this even on a professional level and a personal level. I have no problem sharing my vulnerabilities, right? Even when I am upset. But before, I used to not want to tell somebody how they made me feel because I thought it was a sense of weakness for me as a man. I'm being patient in my response. Yeah. Right I, hey, I'm working on that. I hear you. Letting it breathe a little more. Yeah. You know, but don't breathe in the mic, right, TV? <laughs> um, Correct. Very eloquent the way you said that. I'm thinking it from an angle of my impatience or lack of patience comes from lack of progress and lack of being present. Present is a good word. Well, I always get most impatient when I need to be somewhere or I need to be doing something else. Whereas if I just kind of focus on what was going on and then be like, All right, well, I'll flip the switch when I get out of here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't just like be floating around all the time and not trying to get to your next appointment. <laughs> Mikey, the floaty. But boy. there are times when like I could not be focused on this next thing I have to do and live in the moment. And I'm finding that is a trigger. And then also the um, lack of progress, feeling like stuck gets me impatient. But I'm realizing the feeling of getting unstuck is focusing on the wrong stuff, mm-hmm. focusing on the results that I have no control over. You know, like getting a deal done or like pushing something forward or getting a response where like all I can do is reach out to someone. If they don't call me back, they don't call me back. Yes, I can follow up, which I do, but I I can't attach my um, emotion to their action because then it's a losing game versus just kind of focusing on getting that thing done and whatever happens, happens. Um, A lot of my impatience lately has come from comparing and... I do a pretty good job of not really caring or comparing, but when stuff is so like in line where like I'm 32 years old selling real estate and I see a 32 year old guy on a show podcast talking about how he's invested $40 million, you can't help to feel like insignificant or lack of progress or, Mm -hmm. but what I I've been able to do with grounding myself is like, just keep telling myself like I, at the end of the day, if that guy's worth 200,000 or 200 million, it doesn't matter. So why does it matter if he's worth forty, right? Mm-hmm. If he's worth a million, it doesn't matter. Um, at the 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 goal is not a number. The goal is a lifestyle for me. And what I keep telling myself is like, you chose this other path, so you can't compare yourself to people on a different path. You know, mm-hmm. there. I have had a lot of one-on-one meetings lately with a lot of good agents, a lot of good people, and I like meeting them. And they always ask me, like, why didn't you go with, like, a big firm? You would do way more business. You'd do more volume. Like, you'd get all these accolades. Like, all these agents get, like, top 1%, top 2%, top 10%, Mm -hmm. big teams, this and that. And I kind of, like, looked at each one individually, and I was like, it's not what I wanted. Like, I'm not in it to be the number one agent on the number one team. Like, I'm in it to build a portfolio, you know, do well by my clients, create kind of a lifestyle brand. And I have to retell myself that. Because it's hard because you compare yourself to people on a different path just because that's who's out there. There's no one really that I can point to that I see in our markets that I'm like, they're doing what I'm doing. Right. They're doing something close and similar. But at the end of the day, no matter who you're looking at, you know, there's for me at least, it's hard because there's a lack of a uh, a relative data point. Mm-hmm. But then again, it breaks down. It all doesn't matter. Right. If you're making progress on your path, that's all that matters, mm-hmm. right? If you're, you're in a better position than you were the week before, 
a lot of my impatience will come from feeling like I'm not making progress on yes. my own path. Right. When that happens, that's okay. Yeah. Because then that's a self-reflection of like, all right, well, why do you feel like you're not making progress? Is it the results or the lack of action? And I've narrowed it down to lack of action makes me a lot more anxiety-driven, impatient versus lack of a result. Yeah. When I don't feel like I'm doing things throughout the day, that's when I get most impatient. Because I'm like, at least if I did that mailer, I'd feel like I at least something. took something. Right. Versus you get stuck in a rut and you don't do anything. And then you're like, I feel like I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and, and for whatever reason, when I personally experience like the feeling of being impatient, it's a very bad feeling. Right. Like, and I think most people would horrible. would agree with that. Right. Like, I mean, the, the anxiety, you know, so I was Googling an article about just patience in general. And this was very interesting. It says impatience doesn't just put you in a bad mood. It can have physical implications, too. When you're impatient, your stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline soar, blood vessels constrict and the acid in your stomach increases, resulting in physiological stress. That over time can actually kill you. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So the same stress, you know, when we feel stress is the same, uh, you know, whatever they said with the cortisol and the adrenaline. Well, trigger stress. That trick. Right. Correct. Impatience Crazy. triggers that. Um, and in that doc, too, they, they spoke a lot of the cortisol yeah. uh, for the Chris Hemsworth thing. They spoke a lot of that. And it's pretty cool because they break it down into the diagrams and they try and they yeah. kind of show you. But imagine like there's this acid release in your stomach. Yeah. And that's why even sometimes, especially with the Crohn's, right? Stress is a huge trigger. Flame. So when you get, yeah, you get a lot of inflammation. So when you get uh, impatient, that triggers the stress and it's just a whole cycle. And I think that... You know, for me, led to a lot of, you know, for lack of better word, but vomiting and diarrhea back when I was really, really bad. Whereas for some people, I think the stress might lead to uh, weight gain, mm. right? Like everybody kind of copes, copes different, but it's it's crazy. Mine's like a ping pong effect. It's like I'm stressed, so I forget to eat. And because I don't eat, I get more stressed right. because your cortisol yep. is high or whatever. And then when you eat, you eat poorly because you're more stressed than you were because you didn't eat. Right. So it's like this ping pong thing. It's mm -hmm. crazy. When I get stressed, I want to eat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. stress it, it. It like soothes like that, like uh, that weird need, whatever goes in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's I'm, bad because it's I'm, such a bad habit to like yeah. have. You know? No, I'm a stress eater, but I'm saying sometimes you're stressed and you're working, and you forget to eat, and then you even eat worse because right. your stress levels even yeah. more because you haven't eaten. You but know? so what that cycle is though, that's a scientific cycle right there, CB. Because especially if there's any any um, sugar involved in whatever you're consuming. That sugar goes directly to your brain, which then triggers the, um, the same thing. It's like a like dopamine. A stress relief, yeah. It's like a dopamine hit. Yeah. So then that brings the stress down in the immediate, right. but long term does nothing. It's like a band aid. Yeah. But that's right? like working out's good. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. That, that manages the cortisol without the sugar high. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, this is, a, I think, patience. It, se it, it seems, and it is, and I'm saying this, it seems not like I figured it out. I'm saying to me, it seems like it is the toughest thing to master in the world. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is part of a much deeper conversation uh, about whether you react to things or you choose to stop, think, and then respond to things. Right. Because it's our reaction or our response that shapes our realities and what happens next. So think about this analogy. Right. And this just happened to me two days ago. Driving. I happen to be looking at 
my phone for a second, right? And not the best thing to be looking at your phone while you're driving, but somebody somebody stopped short, but cut in front of my lane and stopped short. So then I had to jam on my brakes. So the way that I basically reacted to it was very inappropriate because now I'm going in the other lane. I'm speeding up. I'm looking at this dude like, what did you just do? I have my daughter in the car. So I'm engaging in 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 this. Right. And now I'm becoming impatient as it goes on. Whereas if I just accepted what happened in the moment, like the reality is, yeah, dude cut you off. But now it's my choice to get in the next lane, to speed up, give the dude the finger, force myself down that path that I don't want to go down. Instead of just like, wow, you know what? I jammed on the brakes, but thank God I'm safe. Thank God that my daughter's safe. That's a choice. So do we have the ability in life to react to things? Or can we get to a level of something happens, we think about it consciously, and then we respond to the to the circumstance. That's hard, though. That's yeah, of course. Oh so God. did you give him the finger? What? Well, absolutely. I did yeah. wrong. I'm saying. I but put that, his ass in a headlock. No, 100%. Um, but then I caught myself, and this is where I'm getting good. Because, Do you have road rage? Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say that I have. I drive very slow. People me always too. tell me, they're like, why do you drive so slow? I'm just not interested in There's the no fast life. There's no upside for but, me. So I have I'm an, not interested in the fast <laughs> life. <laughs> I have an accountability thing because, especially through therapy, like, you know, when, when situations like that happen, it's all my mind. So I'm able to at least reflect back to it, whereas years ago, I was just a hothead all the time, and I was never able to identify and pinpoint those things. And I am finding that there's so many more times that I am able to think clearly and then respond to something versus just my immediate reaction. Your immediate reaction is only off of the temporary circumstance. And the more familiar we become with that thought process, the better we can, we can make progress on this concept. I right? also think if you're hungry... You probably it's harder to <laughs> no. I'm 100 serious right now. Yeah, or tired, I, right? When if you're a tired or hungry, it makes it infinitely harder. Yeah. So a step for me at least is I am conscious now about eating some type of carb in the morning, so that I'm at least which because I read a bunch of stuff is it like manages stress helps manage stress. You're reading the wrong shit. It's protein, not carbs, Mike. Both, both. <laughs> but carb was a big one. I don't know where the study was, but anyway, I actually feel it when I'm not. Even when I just eat the protein, I don't eat like the healthy carb. Mm-hmm. I don't, for whatever reason, feel as clear, and I feel a little more on edge. Like there's something to me, at least, that when I eat, I have a little more clarity in my emotion. Absolutely, when I sleep, but eat clean, clean. Uh, you could, as long as there's something though. Like I could eat not ideal, but at least if I eat, it's I'm not. I like the feeling of not eating and fasting and all that stuff, but I feel myself on edge, which well, is a good thing uh, sometimes. That's where the the, the, the hangry term yeah, 100%. came about. Uh, 100%. Basically, you're hungry, so you're you're stressed, yeah, and then you don't you don't have the patience that you normally would have with others, which is where where the term kind of came from. Yeah. So you okay. know, ironically, oh, go ahead. Well, sorry. I was just going to finish talk because I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's actually a question. I started doing kind of a an action. That when I feel like I'm on the edge, it's not like walking away or like taking seven breaths, but like something that is an activity that distracts me so that <sighs> I don't do what I think I want to do. I do. Whether that. that's a client, Dana, kids, you know what I do? What? I walk away and I make a coffee because coffee for me 
is like my meditation throughout mm. the day. Some shit's hard. I sit down. I pour myself a coffee. Have a couple sips. And like I'm gonna figure it out. You're just gonna. Mm. You know what I've kind of. Do you have something like doing? that? So, similar, and it kind of was triggered with a little bit of my anxiety. But I, I, I do these stupid games on the phone, which I hate, hated doing. I love games. I love and them. I even still to this day, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. But um, that is almost like the only thing that distracts me. Yeah. Enough to like put away certain things because I have a effed up mind, man. Like if I get on something, even if I try to block, I think I was telling you the other day, when I try to block it out, I may be successful to block it out in the moment. But then it comes back. Yeah. And then it like and it just starts kind of ruminating and it starts kind of getting even when I work out, if it's something that's on my mind, I'll yeah. be working out and I'm no, this is good. I'll be doing my exercise. I'm gonna get focused. No. You know what I'm focusing on? Whatever the goddamn thing was bothering me. Yeah, yeah. And then the entire workout, yeah. it's just like negative crap, just like so you gotta you know? that's the but um, you have to strengthen that just like a muscle. And and that that's where the the real work says, uh I'm sorry, it takes place. You wanna finish on so that? So no, yeah. the my um bounce back now. Yeah. For um, like, and I use a lot of work stuff as an example because it's just easy. But like, when a deal falls through now, I used to be prone to get emotional about it and like project it on the other agent. I'll still tell them how I feel about how they mismanaged the relationship and they didn't disclose what they should have. But I don't hold it against them, and I literally just move on. And I literally say to them like, "Listen, you were a pleasure to work with. Appreciate your hard work. Um, unfortunately, didn't work out, but um, we're just gonna move on." And then when you get back to the client, they're heartbroken. So it's a hard conversation. It's, hey, right. we lost the deal. You know, the people screwed us. There's nothing we really can do other than keep looking. So, I mean, it sucks. I'm bummed for you, but, like, let's keep going. And then jumping into the next action of trying to get back out. Maybe they need to take a little break because it's emotional. But for me, it doesn't slow me down to do the next thing for them. Right. Whereas in the past, I'd be like, fuck. And then your day's kind of shot because you're in this bad mindset of mm -hmm. like, even if we get a deal, we're going to lose the deal. Yeah. Would so you that's normally go back better. to that same agent? Is it like a reoccurring work agent that you kind of go back uh, and forth? So it's hard. In, because in your example. I, I, yeah, yeah. Piece. So we deal with so many people. And a lot of the times it is, there's only so much you can do because at the end of the day, if the client wants to change their mind, well, we have to represent them. So I get that. And I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. If it becomes a pattern and happens multiple times with agents, I just know. And then you just take people for what they are. So one of the things I talked to Dana about when you have a convo is like you can't get mad at people for being the way they are if you know that's how they are. What right. if they what you know if what it mean? affects you? Because I, I agree with you. Well what then you're you have saying. to be smarter about it, right? Like if I know someone kind of BSs you to get like a better offer. And I'm coming in the second convo, and they're telling me, "Oh, we have another offer in place." And then I'm like, "They're foolish. They don't have anything." So you know, so you kind of learn people. Uh, it, but that's why I like selling just in Greenwich because I know the agents. So when I get into these back and forths, like I love, there's a lot of great ones that I'm like, I trust them. I'm get, I'm giving them benefit of the doubt, and if it stuff goes sideways, then you know we'll take it. But we have at some level, you can't not trust anyone, right? You know, else you're never going to get anything done. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a balance, though. Because I, I struggle with this. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Similar. Yeah. And and the reason I was asking about the whole agent thing is because, yeah. you know, I I you know when you're at work yeah. in, in a non in a more traditional setting, yeah, you tend to operate with the same people you know all the time. Mm -hmm. So when you're describing like the way that you work, it's a little bit different because you can I guess you, it changes, it fluctuates with yeah, you. Yeah, it's whereas different. like with someone like me that has the same contact with the same people. Yeah, you're interacting. Like an office more, right? like yeah, an yeah. Then, setting, then it becomes right? extremely frustrating for me. Yeah. This is where I lose patience. This yeah. is one of my triggers. Yeah. When I feel that um, people are either not holding their end of the bargain when yeah. it comes to like their work capacity. Yeah. Um, 
and it affects you. Because if it doesn't affect me, I could care less. If you yeah, want to yeah. be a lazy bum and not yeah. do anything, honestly, whatever. Yeah. That's up to the boss to figure out why he's, he's paying you. Yeah. But if it affects what I do or what I have to do, then I get extremely sensitive. Yeah. And then I get extremely impatient. Yeah. And 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 it, and it goes down such a bad like wormhole yeah. for me. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to improve you just so you can be better. I just want you to get your shit done so that I don't have to have headaches. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I look at it as that you not doing what you're supposed to do is going to give me a headache. Like, yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want that. And yeah. So p- part of it too, like the only thing I speak of is like in a deal, if you know that something's not going to get done. And yes, it'd be great if the other person did and took care of it like they said they were going to do. And you end up doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. You could be pissed off about it, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't have the time to like bicker with the person about they should have done this. I just go do it and then it's done. And then if something goes sideways, even though I did it, right. it is what it is. Right. Because just the stress level of the position and the, the it's hard, you know, and you do seven, eight of them at a time. It's like you can't be. You can't be petty, else it's gonna be like it's gonna be like acid for yourself. It comes back to you, right? Well, Correct. think about it. If I'm petty with seven people I'm dealing with, like I'm gonna be dead at the end of the day. Like that's there's no good energy there. Versus nope. like if I'm the one who's just kind of it's hard to be I'm not saying mad, but it's hard to not respect someone who just works hard and has a positive attitude. Right? Like even if a person's not doing a great job, yep. but you see they're working hard and they have a good attitude about it, you're at least gonna say, like, oh well, you know, maybe next time, maybe we don't use them or yeah. we'll use them. We'll do something. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's unfortunate, though, too, because e- even in an office setting and to CV's point, you know, some people just are at that level. Some people suck, too. It, it, honestly, you know, and and you can't bring more stress upon yourself because yeah. of somebody else's lack of ability to get something done. Mm. And, you know, him and I kind of have these conversations a lot, but I've gotten to a place in business where my patience really has risen because the things that I know I can handle, I handle it even if I know somebody else should be doing it. Because I literally, in that moment, I put my head down and I say, you know what? What's the downside for me? If I have the time and the effort to do it, I don't even need to explain to you. But when the conversation comes back up, like you're sitting in a room and you're talking about the deadline and who was able to do it, I sit there and I say, yeah, I ended up doing it. Yeah. Now, if people have questions, hey, why'd you do that? You didn't hold up your end yeah, of it. I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just saw that it wasn't getting done, so I went. I went ahead and did it. Yeah. Um. And it's a tough. It's it's tough. And you're not you're not wrong for thinking that. But you, this is where I believe that we have the choice and we have full control. Also, something that has been majorly helpful. You guys know some personal things that have gone on in in my life recently. I lean on those distractions as well, mm-hmm. right? You you mentioned a couple distractions with with your coffee, with the games. My fences, and I have a, I have one that sounds that sounds you know a little a little silly, but I've been able to implement this through my sauna training, and it is breathing. It's oh, breath work, but the breath work is very oh. specific. Breathe, they say breathing is so good, like it, but meditation. it's so I was one of the See, people. I'm breathing into. The I mic. was one of the people <laughs> that I can. I hated the concept of if I'm angry. Yeah. Or I'm impatient in a moment. You're going to tell me to breathe. Oh, I'm like you too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no. you're going to tell me to breathe. It's like the things. Oh, calm down. Correct. So, you know I what I started know. doing, though, because I've been reading about it and yeah. I want to get to that level. I started implementing this in my in my training in the sauna because it's a, a circumstance that I'm not stressed in oh, a stressful environment breathing in the sauna. Right. So I just started practicing my breath work in the sauna. Yeah, so it's in for four through the nose, mm-hmm. hold for four and then out for eight. Yeah, through I, the nose, I do. 
Oh, no, I do through the mouth. All, right. All through the nose. Yeah. And ironic that Chris Hemsworth, his doctor, was saying there's a cycle of 4-4-4, four, 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 and it's a rotating cycle. You're in for four, hold for four, it's out for box four. Box breathing. Box breathing, yeah. correct. <laughs> so this is not that. And this was from a doctor that I had I had read about, and, and he was actually on uh, Lewis, Lewis Howe's uh, podcast. But in his book, he explains what it does in the brain. I can't articulate it, but I know it was good shit. So I started <laughs> trying it. I really started trying it in the sauna. Yeah. And before I knew it, time was just going by. But I did it for 15 breaths, like 15 rotations, and then I got up to 20 rotations and then 25 rotations. But I did it as a as an exercise in the sauna, right? So then I started practicing this when I get really pissed off. But I didn't do 15, in, I did 5 in the moment? Yes. In the moment, but it's yeah. because I started to practice this yeah. in other circumstances and other environments. If I just saw you breathing real weird like well, that. Well, but it like, just happened to me. So somebody oh, I'm really, really close to in my life, I got into a, Little a, heated, a, a heated environment. Uh-oh. And I had to remove myself. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to do was throw my fist through the windshield. Mm. But what I did was I said to myself, it's funny you said seven breaths, I did 10. And I did 10 repetitions of this stupid breath work that we're talking about. And the emotion that I felt during the first five, I was like, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. But something happened in the next five that I was like, I feel a little calmer. Yeah. So that one instance sold me on this process. So now I practice that. And then also now in parenting, I have one very specific one because Mike, you know this well, there are so many times that like you feel defeated and I'm sure as a, as a mother, you feel defeated as a, as a father, if you're a single parent out there and doing it, God bless you. But in, in those moments that you feel that I now take the AirPods and I walk around with them everywhere. I love it. And I literally, it's, are you guys going to laugh at me? But I put on light Christian music. Why are you judging us? In yeah, my no, ear. That's, that's what good. makes you, you think know what's we funny? don't listen to like this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, because it, 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 you look at me and you're like, oh, this dude's not breathing. This dude's not listening to worship music. And I'm not uh, saying that that's Dave, the way. I hate to tell you. I think a lot of people <laughs> think you listen to Christian worship music. <laughs> ah, that's very funny. But I have noticed that, by the way. What, my AirPod? Yeah, I, I didn't want to ask you. But oh, yeah. Now, so, now I know. Stop yeah. pissing him off, though. No, well, honestly, <laughs> it's, he only does it when I'm in the room. It's a big stress reliever. And when I feel impatient in general, like just driving and I want to rush somewhere, I throw it on. If I'm in parenting in that moment and I can't collect my thoughts and I want to freak out because I've done it a couple times to her and she gets scared at the level of intensity mm -hmm. that I have towards her in a negative way. Your daughter. Yes. Yeah, and she has said to me, Dally, I don't like it when that's you yell what, at that's me. That's what hits me the most is when I uh, lose my temper and, you know and then they get afraid and you're like, oh. it's bad. Yeah. And by the way, your Dally voice is by far one of my Dally. favorites. <laughs> yeah. Dally. That's exactly how she said. Yeah, Dally. 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 But so I've been moving with these two like distractions, one being the the earphone with the, you know, little calming worship music. I've tried jazz, too, but it's just I don't really like it that jazz, much. Huh? Yeah, I've, I've tried it. Country gets me. Country, well, there you go. Something like that. And this breath work, man. You know what's a good one? Blues. But the key, you're into it. the key to that breath work, CB, is practicing it in an environment that you're not. So I was going to say something because I, I, yeah, I, I not only do yeah. I agree with what you're saying, but the more you talk about it, it makes that much more sense. But um, the big breath. This the is the big breath. breath. <laughs> One of the things that I struggle with is making that time to purposefully sit and do that 
because I get that's I get impatient, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Like I struggle. So when it was when it when I needed it more, I was more I was better about making carving time for that. But the as I slowly didn't need it as much, I slowly started gravitating away from it. So and I'm listening to what you're saying, and you're like, oh well, this guy already has carved in a sauna time, so it's a good opportunity to throw it in. And then I'm like, what if I say that? I know what he's gonna sell me back. You have to be disciplined. Make make it right, time. time right. And but that's so difficult when. When it's not part of your routine, part not not part of your habit, and and you you know you see it in a different way, I, I you know, and that's I mean, it's not a question for you to answer because I know what the answer is going to be, but that's uh, but it's a good challenge. You know? But so also we have to be accepting of the same thing with like motivation, right? We've said this a million times. You've heard this analogy about the shower, like motivation is literally the same as a shower, right? It's something that you don't always want to do and you don't always have. But you know that if you don't work on these specific things or you don't wash your ass, you're going to walk around and stink. Do you, but you understand that analogy, right? So why is it that you in your life don't wash your have ass. the ability to wash your ass every day, even on the days that you don't want to do it? But you know for yourself right now, you're saying it on this podcast, that if you had a, uh, a greater, what's the word? Not a temperament, but if you had a a greater resilience, I guess, towards being impatient and you were able to be more patient in life, you would want that. Right. Mm -hmm. But so we just have to work on it. And that's the piece that we don't even like think about these things. And if it wasn't for this podcast, we wouldn't be having these conversations. Right. I mean, it is the it is the um, I mean, think about the, the, the habits that you form over, you know, 30, 40 years that we're on this earth. And in this moment, could I benefit from it? Yes. Could I have probably benefited from it 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Most likely, yes, mm-hmm. as well. But think about for 40 years, in my case, going through the same habits and all of a sudden, and yes, it's you know it's good for you. So you know that you have to make this difference, this change. But it's a tough thing to change a habit that you haven't really practiced over 40 years. You've actually practiced the opposite to not care about that, not worry about that. And maybe uh, life wasn't that the impatience didn't didn't really resonate that much then because in our early years in life, things are moving around at the constants. Like if it's bothering me today, all right, well, I don't have to see that person today or tomorrow. And it moves on. Now, after you know, after college and after whatever, you kind of start getting in the routine of your life. And those little triggers are kind of more, they don't go away. They're kind of there. You know, you have to find so, a I have an answer to that. Cool. And I think you, Michael, might agree with this. No <laughs> shot. Uh oh. My, Michael should go first. Then <clears throat> I did. You have to. You have to find a way and find the reason to make it mandatory. For us, I think we both have the same sort of like snappy. You know, we could be nasty sometimes, and especially with the child, you don't want to do that, right? If you don't have kids, that's okay. But find it in your life. Is it with your wife? Is it with your mom? Is it with somebody that you love that you just, you know, you're a little bit impatient and they've told you, listen, I think that you need to, you know, relax a little bit. Is it at work with certain relationships? Are you hearing the same types of things? When for you, and not talking to you specifically, but I'm saying just as a listener, when for you, are you going to make it mandatory in your life to learn to develop the things that you already know? Because for Mike and I right now, the second that I grab Callie or I say, Callie, and she gets petrified, I feel in that moment, oh, I screwed it up. So that's a moment that I'm like, 
this is mandatory for me to get better. Yeah. Right? I go back and forth. Like when it's not planned, like when you're planning it and you're doing it strategically, you just put a little fear in them to get them back. Right. Yeah. But course. when you snap, it's yes. a different feeling when it's not planned. Yes. Like when it's organized, you're like, you need some yeah, type of, of fear. Um, I have to give my mom credit. The thing that I come back to nonstop now, which it kind of goes in lines with like, it all doesn't matter. She, a lot of it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah. like every time I talk to her and like I'm venting and like being a bitch, she'll look at, <laughs> she's, <laughs> I have to give her credit. My, my mom, she's empathetic, but also doesn't give a shit. Yep. Like she, you can complain to her and she doesn't care. She's like, oh, toughen up. So I'll be like venting, like the kids didn't sleep three days. Like it's hard, this and that. Someone hit me in the dress. She goes, could be worse. I'm like, yeah, could be. And the moment you want to be like, shut the fuck up. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. But when she says it now, when I think about stuff and I'm like getting in my feelings and it's 4 a.m., 2 a.m., going up and down the stairs, like it's not that bad. It's like it sucks, but it's not it's ideal. It's pretty bad in the moment, though. In the moment, it's the worst. <laughs> it's terrible. But then when you think about things and like we have friends and we have like family who've gone through a lot and still go through a lot day to day. I mean, I, in the grand scheme of things, am very lucky. Like, every day I should count my blessings. Every day I wake up, the gratitude piece you talk about, I should be the most grateful. Because in my grand scheme of things, I've had very little diversity. Or adversity. Diversity, too, I guess. <laughs> I'm not very diverse. Um, so, her theme, when she says it to me, it could be worse, is something I tell myself now, whenever I'm, like, in my feelings, and I'm like, I don't want to get to a dark place thinking about that stuff, because it bums me out. But when you think about it, like, we're really playing with house money a lot of the time. You know, no matter how bad it is, like, there's always a story that's way worse, you know? And you could always be way worse. And the fact they're even here is a positive. A hundred percent. You know? Well, well said. And I, I know your mom well, and I know that saying and when she says it. But also, we have to be able... And she snaps all the time, by the way. She's yeah, yeah, but, but, that, she, but she that's the irony of all like of this. We have to really get to a place because it, it, you don't want to say that to yourself and be dismissive of your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You want, to say it, you want to say it to yourself like it's not that bad and then think of something in that moment that you are grateful for or it could be worse. I get very... Um, you got to keep it moving. I get too. very graphic. CV, Mike knows this. With some of my thoughts, I don't like that. You know, it and me. no, and it's not a, um, it's not me putting it's anything into the universe. I use it to my, and I make sure that I don't say it out loud because they do say there's something that when you put things, yeah, you know, kind of out loud. But I do make scenarios up in my head, like especially for me, I'll use myself as as an example, right? You know, if you're sitting in traffic and. Really, I was dumb because I didn't put the GPS on. It happens to me all the time, and I should just be doing this more. But if I'm sitting in traffic and I want to freak out, I literally walk myself through the process of, well, if you just go rush and you speed and you get an accident and you die and your daughter can't have a father in her life, it's not that bad. Relax. Sit your ass back down. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, but you really you don't want to use it to just fake it. Right. Yeah. You want to use it to like try to put yourself in that mental. And then there's the times, and I'm sure this has happened to every listener out there. You're driving and you're really frustrated because you're sitting in bumper to bumper. Yeah. And then you get there, you see all the lights, and somebody is turned over in a vehicle. It's a fair point. Could be worse. It happens all the time. I'm on the Taconic all the time, 287, 95. You see it. And in those moments, you're not thinking, damn, I just waited 15 minutes. But really, if I told you, listen, if God came down and was like, listen, young boy, yeah. in 15 minutes, you're going to see a car turned over 
and somebody just lost their mother, you'd be like, oh, shit, I'll wait 15 minutes. If they're healthy, though, and I see them on the side, and I'm like, you <laughs> really like, God damn drive it, you better to make shit? me late for my appointment? <laughs> right. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's very hard to do in the moment. But if we just start becoming familiar with these things and the everyday things, you know, you just start coming up with little scenarios, little hacks. I think it could be helpful. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of um, enjoyment out of meeting people that are like a lot more lighter. Yep. And when I use the term lighter, like doesn't seem like much gets to them. And I'm like, and they're more successful, like not not in a comparing thing, but they do well. So you're like, you're not just don't care about anything and not doing anything. You're doing a lot, yet you're very positive and upbeat. Like what's your, you know, I get I get um hope in those scenarios because sometimes you get in the mode of thinking like, well, if you're going to be a certain level of successful or like do something certain in your life, you're going to be a level of like, an asshole or a level of impatient or like stressed or like, I'm not saying you can't take it all out, but mm-hmm. there is a, there's hope that there's a way to manage it. Well, absolutely. Um, good. No, I love it. I think we're coming up on time. You have anything, uh, before we get into my no, favorite section, I, I'm dying for this episode. And I'm, <laughs> I'm very impatient with it right now. We're testing you guys as listeners, by the way, if we were trying to extend it a little longer, yeah, right? be like, come on, all right, wrap it up. <laughs> uh, make sure you get your gear. No, shop.com newly out. transferred. To the new merch guy, <laughs> Big Dave. So all the all the clothing might be a little more scandalous from now on because Dave's I'm in charge. Going tight fit, tight fit. Everything's tight. Um, yeah. Somebody asked me in the gym. They were like, "What size is that? A small?" Yeah. My hoodie. I guess it looked a little short. I might have shrunk it. I still think he changes out the tags. <laughs> he buys like a large. Listen, and this then body puts an XL is on between it. an XL and a double X, depending on the fit. Okay. Again, I will say the big anomaly. The big anomaly. Listen, Tales so this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. As they fall, more dimes in my life, please, CV. Thank you. Yeah, for real. So this one I literally did jot down, and I wrote myself. I know that's a surprise. Um, we're going to be patient <laughs> with you because we're, we're sick of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, take seven Dave's breaths. Dictation. <laughs> and it's just a thought that I was like having as I was preparing for the podcast topic. But it rings very true to me, and it's something that you know I just I feel very strongly about. Sorry, I don't mean to make a joke over this whole thing. No, it's good. But every time you talk about having a thought and jotting it down, I envision you writing with like one of the old school pens and a feather. With a feather, like <laughs> yeah. dipping it, like licking it, and doing the. Here's my thought of the day, you know, like very formal. So here's my my feather fact for the yeah, day, like a little desk. And then again, just a thought. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that my ability to stay calm is completely under my control and my responsibility. It's important for me to understand that allowing impatience to take over and influence my words and actions will have negative consequences on situations and relationships. And it's just a thought, but I truly believe that I am in control. It comes down, if you don't take anything from this episode, it really comes down to figuring out when you become impatient, when you become stressed out, whatever it is, when you get anxious, the majority of the time we make the wrong decision based off of an immediate reaction. Whereas we need to slow that thought down, understand that that's the temporary feeling. Feelings are super temporary. And then we can respond accordingly. Instead of doing it 100% of the time, do it 5% of the time. And just slowly, you get better and better and better. 
I'd say I'm at like 2% now. So I got about 98% left to go. Pretty you know, long way to go, but you know what I mean? I'll take 2%. Right? Oh, you're not talking body fat? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if we wanted to shorten it up, you could say the only thing you control is your reaction to the uncontrollable. Yes. That's good, man. React, right? Don't react. We got to respond. I mean, you can react, but react the right way. I guess. Whatever. Do we just make a fact? A you fact. don't even know what movie that's from. <laughs> no, I don't. Scary Movie 3. Oh, man. If a mouse goes outside, remember we talked about that? If a mouse, no. Jesus Christ. You see, I'm the worst. Someone give me movies. a co-host to watch his movies. <laughs> we just should. a stand-in. We should do that. Uh, but guys, thank you for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed episode 135. Talking about patience, we are the most impatiently patient individuals you'll ever meet. And if life. you made it to the end, you've won. <laughs> oh, they made it. Because you're patient and you waited for us to finish this whole <laughs> thing. So Dave's going to send you some money or something. That's right? right. Not financial advice. True. Listen, until next time, stop snoozing. Get up, take a breath, <laughs> and then get after it. Take seven breaths. Ten, I thought. Yeah. Well, you said seven. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. <laughs>